Next Chapter Podcasts. The 500. The 500. J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition, so it ain't nothing to new. Hundreds more to go and in need of a friend. The king of these for Angelo. Talking the 500 until the end. Talking the 500 until the end. With my man J.M. On the 500. Talking the 500 until the end. Are you ready for the is Thing Called Love by Bonnie Raitt from the 1989 Album of the Year winning Nick of Time. It's also number 230 out of 500 on the 500 with Josh Adam Myers. What is up, party people? Fleece Army. Happy fucking New Year. Not the first episode of 2024, but definitely we are kicking this off super strong. Uh, I am on the Josh Adam Myers Skadoodles America Tour, and so I want to see all of you out there. Uh, This weekend, I will be in St. Petersburg, Florida at the Sunshine Comedy Festival January 12th and the 13th. January 19th and the 20th, I will be in Dubuque, Iowa. January 16th through the 27th, I'll be at The Well in Bakersfield, California. Then January 31st, I'll be at Zany's in Chicago doing a one-off. These are the big ones that I really need to pack. January 31st, Zany, Chicago. February 2nd and the 3rd, I'll be at The Laughing Tap in Milwaukee. February 6th, The Helium in Indianapolis. February 7th, Funny Bone, Liberty Township. February 8th, Funny Bone Columbus. Those are the big ones. Helium, Indianapolis, Funny Bone Liberty Township, Funny Bone Columbus. Oh, yeah. And Chicago Zanies. Those are one-offs. I need to pack these out. I want to see my fans out there. So come to these shows. Uh, And besides that, then I'm in Detroit, February 9th and 10th. Las Vegas at the Comedy Cellar, February 12th to the 17th. Comedy Store, February 18th to the 19th. And then for all my Canadian Toronto motherfuckers, February 23rd in Kitchener and February 24th in Toronto. And then I am done for six weeks when I fix these vocal cords. Come out to these shows, everybody. Support me. The shows have been a trip. I'm bringing a guitarist. We're videotaping. It's a whole fucking thing. I'm getting ready to tape a special. I think probably the end of this year after... Well, a year of skadoodling. We're skadoodling the whole year. JoshAdamMyers.com for tickets and go to Josh Adam Myers on all social media to get updates and uh, and be a part of it, man. Come out. Come out. Come out wherever you are and meet the young lady who fell from a star. Anybody tell me what movie that's from? It is from Basic Instinct. Yep. Yep. Uh, you uh, subscribing to the Patreon. There's a couple people out there that were like, oh man, I love the show. I love it so much. But uh, please don't be mad at me. I don't subscribe to the Patreon. Why not? 
Support the show. If you fuck with this show, fuck with us financially. $5. That's all it costs, man. We're giving you a free show. We were doing this for 9.68 years. $5 a month. $5 a month. What's the math on that for the year? It's probably like 60 bucks. $5 a month. Support the Fleece Army. Support the podcast. Support Emily. Support Pete. Support Adam. Support JT. Big ups to him. Patreon.com backslash the 500 podcast. Support the podcast. Post videos on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube, Josh Ademeyer79. Uh, I can't even break a thousand fucking... I don't know what is going... My social media is so shit right now. I was at 195,000, about to be 196,000. I've lost 3,000 followers in a month and a half. I just... I'm, I am I am hemorrhaging followers on Instagram. Um, I don't know if I'm blacklisted or shadow banned or what, but... Ah, uh, makes, makes a motherfucker want to vape. Three months without vaping. All right. Let's talk about quitting. Let's talk about rebirthing. Let's talk about how great this guest is today. The one and only Dan St. Germain. Dan is a buddy of mine, one of the funniest comics I know, and he has an incredible special coming out in March. And I know this is a little bit early, but we're going to promote it uh, when it comes up. But, I mean, this dude, uh, Comedy Central Half Hour, this is not happening. Conan, this week at the Comedy Cellar, at midnight, John Oliver's New York stand-up show, Guy Code, Funny as Hell on HBO, writer for the White House Correspondents' Dinner for Michelle Wolf, The Break with Michelle Wolf. He's an incredible writer. Superior Donut. I could go on and on and on, on and on and on and on. Uh, he is uh, a very funny comic and uh, has an incredible special, like I said, coming out in March. So, uh... When I was like, who's going to do Bonnie Raitt? And he just is the kind of dude that knows music. It doesn't even, you know, to be honest with you, it's like, we talk about Bonnie Raitt for maybe 50, it's like 50% Bonnie Raitt, 50% us just having a good time. And if you get mad at that, well, then listen to another podcast. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the 500. Listen free on all platforms or anywhere you get your pods. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Please help us out. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Email the podcast at 500podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group run by Crazy Evan. And for all things 500, go to the website, the500podcast.com. All right, party people, nick of time. Album of the Year winner at number 230 by Bonnie Raitt. Let's give them something to talk about. Talking with Dan St. Germain. I'm a pedophile. <laughs> I was just thinking Whoa! about giving, giving him something to talk about. I don't know. <laughs> you heard uh, it here. I'm not. I'm not. But you uh, you know, it, it was first. the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Who, how is anyone going to talk about me? The only way is like, oh, to hear Dan's a pedophile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'm it, not. It's just, this is one of those records. Unfortunately, I'm not. No, I know. This is one of those records where you're like, you're like, how? Like, do we know enough about Bonnie Raitt to to fill an hour? Just on, without looking at notes and being like, oh, well, she collaborated with X and this record sold Y and this did that. Because I've got it all right here. Well, you're already mentioning a song that's not even on this album. That's how little we have to talk about. You're mentioning something to talk about, which is is the next album after this. Yeah, which is what I thought was going to be the record. No, this is the record that, like, 
like uh, made her famous, and then the next one was also a big a big record. Well, you know that this that, you probably don't know this. This is I don't. This, this is the this is the second <laughs> Tony. This, right now. I know this is the second record I've talked about yeah. by Bonnie Raitt on this podcast. We did her debut album. Uh, I think it's called Give It Up, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, I did that with uh, Fortune Feimster, which I assumed, like, just the so same So you situation. picked similar body types for Bonnie Ray. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought because she's, like, from the South that Bonnie Raitt was, like, an icon. Me and Fortune both look like former powerlifters. <laughs> Not current powerlifters, but former powerlifters. You, you, you do look like you could clean a jerk at least fucking. And you do, but you go by kilograms. You don't go by pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, for sure. You have, a, you, have a, you have a onesie. Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah. I think a onesie. Onesie? Yeah, onesie. One, uh, onesie. I'm not sure, but I went to... Um, I don't think I'm blowing up her spot, but I, I just got back from rehab and uh, nice. somebody who was like... This championship powerlifter, she's transitioning to a woman now. So I was looking at her old videos when he was a he. And uh, interesting, interesting line of work, powerlifting. Just a lot of grunting. Oh, yeah. A lot of grunting. Uh, it's not even like they're really in great shape. They're real. Well, they're, they're strong. You have to have they're weight. Really strong. You have to have weight on you. That's what I'm saying. You have to be yeah. built a certain way to be able to do that. My niece, Sophia, who is it was the middle child? She's yeah. like the biggest of the three. She's not even big. She actually yeah. grew into her body finally. But I remember I was saying to her when she was like twelve, I was like, "You should get her powerlifting." Like <laughs> what every twelve-year-old girl wants to hear. <laughs> I'm just trying to be supportive, dude. I'm trying. Now she has a complex, and she's got she's bulimic now yeah. because of me. Yeah, now she's in and out of institutions. What do, what do you? Well, I want to get to because I want to talk about uh, the rehab stuff because you said something um, when you walked in about how you've been listening to the record and. It, and it kind of, you know, uh, it spoke to you a little bit. But before we get into it, it that, did actually. But before we even get into that, let's like I know for a fact, you know, from judging by the goddamn comedy jam and some of the songs that you've done, uh, you've done Bruce Springsteen and not like not like Born to Run. You did Darkness on the Edge of Town. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did that. You've done Meatloaf. Uh, you are for the most part, you know, you're from Jersey. Are you, are you, like, are you classic rock? Like, what is the Your basis? Your dog just of, farted real bad, by the way. Re- like a, like a, Lekka. Like a, likes herself some <laughs> fucking processed foods for sure. No, she doesn't, dude. The dog's got a clean diet. She's got heart condition. So we got oh, her on okay. some real, yeah. we got her Sweet, some real. Sweetheart dog, by the way. Sweetheart dog. Horrible fart. Yeah, yeah she's bad farts, but sweet dog. Yeah. So wait, so what's your what's your background music wise? Like I've always wondered uh, about that. Yeah, I mean I I love Bruce. Uh, I, I I like a lot of singer songwriter stuff. I mean I I love like Warren Zevon. I love like Hold Steady. But I was like listening to Little Wayne a lot like the last month. So it's like oh I, I kind of I feel like iTunes has kind of made it so you just listen to what's good or what you think is good instead of having a like a definitive like I'm a this type of guy do you know anybody who's still like I'm this type of guy the only times I've met people like that now are if they're into like like hardcore punk hardcore metal or um, ska but otherwise like anybody who's like into rock or rap and country is usually into like a bunch of different everything yeah which is that's that's kind of where I'm at I I think there's a lot of younger generation kids that are like so set in their ways with the music whether it's it's rap yeah. And then it's like the new, like that dance music. Like a lot of girls 
you know, that I, that I, uh, that I, I don't follow, but the goddamn comedy jam page follows because <laughs> Josh Adam Myers you did like three <laughs> levels of covering that up. Yeah. By the way, as jo- Josh Adam Myers is not the degenerate, but the goddamn comedy jam Instagram page. <laughs> follows. Are you dating somebody right now? Or I'm, no? I'm single now. Single, single. I, by, I, by choice, you're taking a break or just, you know, um, yes, but mostly, I think it's the culmination of I'm busy as fuck. Right. Uh, I'm 44. Right. And I and I care more. And my career is like my main focus because I see something and I'm like, okay, if I just keep working, I'm building that. Uh, whereas like the idea of, of being like, well, you know, if I take a night off and it's like, oh, do you want to go out on a date? It either has to work out perfectly or the yeah. girl's like, oh, well, you know, I can hang out with you, but only between this. And I'm like, that's too late. And cause I'm four, that is the 44 thing where it's like, right. I'd rather just go to bed. You're probably just going to end up dating a comic. I hope you not. Know? Probably not. No. You no. don't think so? No. Not or at someone all. in the business. Maybe in the business. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know. I Here's my stipulations. They've got to, they got to have their own job. Like a real career, they, they gotta love. have one of them wet pussies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they've gotta be juicy. Posing those dry pussies. I'm talking like Splat Al. Personally, I like them dry. Keep going. I'm talking. I want. I want her to have a career that she loves. I want her to have her own friends that she wants to spend time with and have her own life so I can have my life. So funny, guys in their 40s, they're like lists or so. Like women in their 40s are like, I just don't want them to have a record. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, but guys can still have like the... (laughs) Guys can still have the... You're married, right? I'm married, man. Yeah, like over four years now. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm out out of the... I'm I'm not in those streets anymore. Which is so funny because the way that this, you know, you saying you're going to rehab and this, that, I for some reason had assumed... the way you suddenly got back into comedy, I was like, "Oh, he got divorced." I was like, "That's that's the <laughs> no, thing my wife a guy is, would do." I, that I, I mean, just like despite all evidence telling her otherwise, <laughs> she's still very much in love with me. Which, God bless her, she must have some sort of undiagnosed mental mental condition because she's terrific. But no, that was she's been super supportive. I uh, no, I didn't. Uh, no, I have not. I've not fucked that up somehow, Good which is you. which is pretty phenomenal. Good for you. Yeah. What, is she, what kind of music does she listen to? She listens to a little bit of everything. She listens to like she'll listen to like French rap too. Like French, yeah. Like sometimes she'll put Je that on when we're like, like when we're like we're more like we're fucking, and I'll be like, you know, I can't. Like I'm I'm gonna be disappointing with this on. Because <laughs> you know I mean? I'm like you're like looking at somebody who's like 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 I'm exper- experienced but not skilled, you yeah. know. And this is experienced and skilled yeah. French rap. Yeah. Um, but she's uh, you know she was listening to Bonnie Raitt, but she was listening to this album with me. A little bit, um, but she she kind of listens to a little bit of hodgepodge too. Yeah, you know, um, hodgepodge. What? Hodgepodge. I'm a hodgepodge. You're a hodgepodge. I'm you a have hodgepodge. to be with this. this podcast. I, I say this on uh, yes, and the podcast is really what put me into it because this is the music that got me into country. This got me into something like Bonnie Raitt because before I would I would think Bonnie Raitt is lame, uh, and I didn't appreciate that she is. And what I'm going to say this right now, probably one of the greatest slide guitarists that's ever been in that's the what game. BB King said, "Yeah, she. That's we learned that on the first record, and that first record, man. Uh, I want to pull it up because there's a song on it." Uh, fuck! It's the it's like the final song on the record. It, it, it's like it's one of my cry songs now. Really? Uh, I talked about it with um, with uh, with Fortune. Um, God, it's she did the Angel. What is it? Angel of Montgomery, which was a John Prine song. Uh, yeah, that he, she covered. Awesome. Yeah, he ruled. That's another guy. That's another person I found on this podcast. You know who was my guest on it? Tim Dillon. Yeah, so, so, so but, but that's what I'm saying is that that's what I love about music is, you know, for people like us, 
Mm-hmm. You know, would you, you know, you maybe like, maybe you're cut off where it's like, okay, you look at someone like Soder, your business yeah. partner, and you're like, okay, he My only business li- partner he, he lover. Only, he only listens to Queens of the Stone Age. He looks and dresses like a guy that only listens to Queens of the Stone he, Age. He, he listens to a lot of Queens of the Stone Age, but he'll listen to other stuff too. Sure, but he's, yeah. I mean, nine nine shirts out of ten are Queens that's, of the Stone I mean, Age. That's his, that's his jam. That's his number one. And now let's go yeah. to Big J, where Big J looks rock. Hundred percent. He wears rock. He, he has the the gloves. He has the chain. But he actually loves yacht rock, and he loves that slow seventies. Which I and didn't 80s. know. You look at Jay, and it's like corn stained puddle yeah. mud. And you look at me. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would put off. I guess you know. I I, I say like that, you listen to a lot of music. I do. I yeah. do. The only music, and I have a joke about this on stage. The only music I don't like is white people reggae music. Like I, I, there, there's like, a little bit of that on this album. Eh, not much, dude. Not much. Not enough that it have it a felt- heart's a little. It was a Huey Lewis reggae song that she took over. But yeah, keep going. I mean, that's not Sublime. That's, that's not Three Eleven. That's dude, not. But we like- loved Sublime. Like I don't like Sublime now. I feel like Sublime and Chili Peppers are those bands that like we everyone like started off so hot on, and then all of a sudden they're just like, wait a second. This isn't good. <laughs> I think uh, uh, we, we, as on this podcast, we've called Red Hot Chili Peppers California Queef Rock, yeah, which, that's could, what it which is. could be Sublime. I, I just I'll never Sublime 311 are bands that were ruined by the friends that I went to high school with. And, and now at this point, I just have all these jokes about it. I talk about it on stage. Uh, it's a good like four minute bit that I have to preface by saying it never works. And then, <laughs> then, it, then it works when I do it. But realistically, Bonnie is somebody that I, I mean, dude, I didn't not like this record. I, I put this on when I was in Vancouver for the first listen, listened to it all the way through like I always do. And then I've been going back to it. I've been listening to it mostly at the gym. And then when you showed up, I was listening to it. I mean, dude. Uh, Josh is in very good shape for a 44-year-old man. Steroids. Any of those. Steroids. Are you on steroids? Yes. What do you want, Trent? I'm on, no, I'm on, uh, that's too intense. I'm on testosterone. Mm-hmm. I'm on HGH. I knew you were on. A- I wouldn't say it because I was like, I think he's on HGH when I saw you. Yeah, because I was like, he's got. Uh, you you uh, you know what? You physically have some Mel Gibson now. That's good. <laughs> where I'll it's take like that, like some of the like where you have huge fucking arms and then some of your features are bigger than they should be. Wait, what's bigger than it should be? Wait, <laughs> wait, wait no! Look, I'm 265 no! pounds. I'm fat as wait, fuck Wait, what's right bigger now. than it should be? No, not bigger than it should be, but like your your ears and nose are bigger than what your body should be. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, are it's, you serious? It's, it's, no, no, you look good, man. You look good. I'm just saying. It's like a steroid thing. Mel Gibson has it too. No, dude. I thought we were. I thought this was a safe space to talk about it because <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> no, I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know I was I deformed. Mean, it's, 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 it's good. It's like a famous person thing. You have oh, a big head, dude. you know? No. Uh, no, like a physically big dude, head, not, this, a, not I, a figurative dude, one. Dude, I had this black chick once say to me, she was like, you have a perfect nose. Now it's not perfect. What? Now it's not perfect. Well, now always it's trust not... the black person. Don't trust me. <laughs> you fucking Tr- never, Don't trust me. You I'm, fucking I'm, mook. I'm wearing a stained shirt from Key West right now. Are you kidding me? It is stained. Yeah. My body I is a tra- tragic, tragic, <laughs> tragic endeavor. It's a three-act no, tragedy. I, dude, fuck. Now, now I'm like No, you're good. So... You're good. But just, no, but I, I just noticed that like your head was bigger than... <laughs> Before you started steroids a little bit. No. But I have a lot. I have a couple friends on steroids. So it's just, it's, it happens. I would. I, would. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. I don't think I, I really didn't think I was deformed. No, I don't think you were deformed. Well, I mean, according to you, I, I am. I mean, <laughs> according to you. 
Wait, are you a, using right now? I feel a, like something that something a using person would say. No, your nose I'm is big, not. your ears no, are tell, big. You just tell her when I'm relapsed because <laughs> yeah. I said you have a big fucking Send him back. Send him back. No, I'm not re- <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not rem- I've, Come I'm on, not man, relapsed. have a heart. 56 days. Have a heart. Hey. Nice you said plug. that in the nick of time, nice dude. Plug. This was not a love letter, nice and plug. you're being a real man. You're being a real man, but I want to. Well, if it gets real bad, you can always cry on my shoulder. That's what I was going to do. I was going to do that. There we go. Yeah, you know, but I will not. Well, this will be a good episode too soon to tell. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, we'll find in the nick of time. And I got nobody's How long have you been girl. on steroids for? I'm I have been, I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, 2013 is when I started doing testosterone. Because you were never a fat guy. You're always never. a thin guy. I, never always, I was always in shape. I The thing was, I, I was working at a strip club. And everybody was working. Everybody was on steroids at the strip club. And the girls were on steroids. No, well, I mean, some girls probably on the Innovar, yeah. like stuff that you would like lean you out, but not many, because um, all the bouncers. And I was depressed because right. I I had done. You know, we talked about it. Like you had you, a little bit of a pill problem then for years, and I still I still did during that time. But yeah. I did New Faces in 2013, and you're like, I need a new face for New Faces. <laughs> I was like, Come on, ears! And I and I was I was depressed because nothing was happening. Yeah, and realistically, everything was happening. It just I needed to bring everybody something to show them, which was the jam, which I then did. But uh, I was so depressed that it was like I was just like, fuck, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do steroids. I'm gonna get bigger, whatever. And, and then I did it and then I was just do test and I just kept kind of doing it up until my forties. I took a break for a minute. Mm-hmm. I got depressed and then I went do to you, a, So you do the ass shots? Yes. Oh wow. yeah. And then I went to a doctor and the doctor's like done my blood. And so now I'm doing everything. Now like, you're doing it the right way, the right way, not just blasting. So, but now I'm going to go back to the go, you know, my fucking ears and nose are no, bigger. I mean, I just said your head looked bigger. I shouldn't have said anything. You look very good. Josh is a handsome man. <laughs> this is a handsome man. Oh God, you're still you're doing great. You know you do. You know you do. You do I, great. I, I know. Listen, hey man, hey man. Do you know Han- Herbie Hancock worked on this record? I did. It's in my notes, Josh. <laughs> no shit. I tell. I t- I, t- I prepare for podcasts. No, which I love. Let's so let's let's take it to this. We'll come back to my nose and my ears in a minute. <laughs> when? Because I remember. I don't mean like big, like 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 why I love it. I meant like more pronounced. <laughs> I just it just makes it worse. <laughs> we all like a mask, not a real. You know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, I'm Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Am I Rocky Dennis? No, that's not true. Tell me about uh, when you first. When you first heard Bonnie Raitt, I heard first heard Bonnie Raitt because I like was dating a girl in college who liked Bonnie Raitt, and it was like one of those things where really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I'm. I think she. I think I was like. I think I was her uh, her her step right <laughs> off of women. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, yeah, it was one of those things. Like we all have those bands that we pretend that we're into because you know the girl that we're sleeping with is into. You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I had that. But then I re-listened to it, and I like and I and I like found out about the backstory about this album and everything and i was like oh well this is like actually this this like i actually relate a lot to where she is personally for this and just to like tell everybody doesn't know like this was the this is the opposite of a breakout gray's anatomy the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like, this is a breakout album, but it's like she had been in the business for years. She'd been in the business since the early 70s, and Warner Brothers had just fired her, and this was her 10th album. So this was like, this was the album that... Like she had just gotten sober for, mm-hmm. uh, she had just gotten out of like a ski accident. She had uh, just like, like, like gotten done with like a love affair, like which that's that's not where I'm at. But um, I've been happily married, so there's no there's no sex at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she, she had she was kind of like in this transitional stage where she had been signed. She had just Warner Brothers had fired her, and now she was uh, on Capitol Records, and they'd given her like. You know, like like money that sounds great to us. It was like 150 grand, but that was like nothing to make. That an was album. like nothing yeah. to make an album, and that was like what they gave new new artists. You know, like all right, prove yourself, and uh, yeah, it just blew up. She won like five Grammys and totally like rewrote rewrote her entire story after that. But then she the- was like, you know, and it was cool too. Like like because a lot of people like like especially this time getting sober. Like I didn't have like a huge bottom or anything. Like uh, so. Like she was like, yeah, I needed to get sober because I was fat and uh, I was depressed and I wasn't making money, and yeah. that's kind of like why I got sober yeah. this time. Hey, that's you a, know, that's like, a great. It's better to do that, do it then, than be like, I've lost everything, right? And I'm I've lost my marriage and this, that, right? Other thing. For yeah. sure, sure. So I was, I, I kind of like, I, I kind of really related to, and, and the fact that she had been, she had been kind of in the game, like she's been on a, she had worked with a ton of people before this. So like, and she had gotten a ton of people to be on this album. So everyone, everyone kind of knew her already. And I was like, well, I, I kind of relate to that. Cause I have like a special coming out in March. Uh, this will be, you know, this is released two months before. Yeah, tell me, tell but me I before- feel like I'm like, I'm like, Oh, okay. So I've been around a while. Nothing has really hit. And hopefully this will be the thing that hits. And if not, you know, you'll read about me uh, really relapsing in dental. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the special. Where did you record it? Where, where? Old Man uh, Hustle in Bro- Brooklyn Love Comedy Club. Love yeah, really place. great. Really great. Shout out, Ed. Great room. Um, Ed hates me. But... Up. Uh, Sam Black was awesome. She did all the Comedy Central, like, like tapings and stuff. So she, like, did mine for nothing. Like, she, she, was, she was just a great fit. She just got it packed, you know? And uh, I had uh, Adrian Ipalucci and Scott Chaplin open. They were great. And yeah, man, it's just like there's some stuff from my last album, but a lot of new stuff. A lot of, and it's just kind of like, you know, the best of the stuff that I'm doing now. And hopefully, people like it. I I, I wish I could say that there's like some sort of like like theme or uh, or that I'm trying this with my comedy, but. It's like whatever works, you know, like yeah, that's what everybody, just, everyone's like, well, this, this special, this is like, no, this is the stuff that got the most laughs and I thought was the most creative. So I put this out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just hoping people dig it again. And, you know, like my last special is on, you know, Comedy Central. So that's on Paramount Plus. So it's behind a paywall and this will be on 800 Pound Gorilla and then All Things Comedy. So they're going to put it on their front of their 
websites hopefully get a lot more traffic yeah um and then just you know try to get more bookings to start touring more yeah again and because... i and i love all things i love bertolini yeah. burr of course and and al like care about comics and so yeah, i've seen great to me. <clears throat> and i've seen a couple comics that have done the same thing with 800 pound and with all things yeah uh, i think do, doing like you said double to double dipping and yeah. and really getting views because that's all you want you just want people to watch the special. Right. The special is going to take you. Yeah, I'm not you, making any money off this. I already poured because I, you know, I, I, I was offered this one co company was uh, was uh, was uh, you know kind of being like, hey, we're going to pay you this much, but you have to do a full hour, and it's going to be at this set. And I was like, all right, I'll just do it myself because also I'm like. Nobody needs to see an hour of me. People need to see like this album. Like we're listening to was like forty two minutes or something like that. It's like 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 I don't need an hour. I need to do forty minutes. You know, like that's that's what that's what uh, that's what people want. So um, I hope they want. I don't know what they want. I mean, Otherwise, there's, some, you know, there's some people that are putting out specials that are twenty minutes, twenty five yeah. minutes, and they're calling it a special. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you're you're giving forty. It's better to give out forty three minutes of fucking fire than, yeah, I than just an want hour no, of like yeah. you know where it's it's forty great and then twenty of whatever. Right. You know that that that's that's kind of what I was, and now I'm like building up again, and I wish. I wish it was easy, but it's like really tough. I bet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same position where I'm. Did you about, do, have you done? You did a special. Right? I haven't done anything yet. I'm yeah. going to this year because uh, mm -hmm. now I have the money. Now I know what I want. Because in New York, moving to New York was what you know. You're probably going to do a cool venue, right? I'm going to do a really cool special. I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Have you, have you figured out your venue? I don't. I don't know any. All I know because I'm trying to see how do I capture my actual stand up. How yeah. do I capture the music stuff I do at the jam and the crowd worky stuff and all of that. And 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 deliver it in a way that is that is you know is me and I, yeah. and that's the thing it's high energy and this because we always said like the goddamn comedy jam, the TV show which was ruined by Comedy Central can't be filmed because it's more of this happening it's this thing that's yeah. happening in the room it's the vibe it's watching you do uh, uh you know I would do anything for love. The, in the room it's like that's yeah. that moment so how do you get that and and i and now i know that the jam is is was and what is popular because of me and what i set forth and what i do at the beginning and just how I, the energy that i give out throughout the show which took years for me to believe in myself like that and so now i'm like okay now i now i, I know i'm funny i know this I'm, I'm confident in the way that i've been you know because i self-sabotaged for years yeah just not believing in myself at the at the moments where if I just would have had some confidence, I would be in such a different spot or impress the right people. And so now I'm like, well, I, I feel like I've I've gotten to a place where it doesn't make a difference if I've impressed anybody. I believe it. So it's just how do I shoot that? And I'm kind of talking to like Eric Abrams and a few other people. We have ideas, but I'm still just not sure. So what I'm doing is. I'm having the surgery in February. I'm going to be on the road until August. And you're do getting vocal cord surgery. Yeah, I'm having my, my shit. I have Is this like what Adele did? Yeah. It's wow. my second time doing it. It's crazy. Yeah, man. but it's but it's like it sounds way way worse than it is. It's, it's that'd be similar. hilarious. You just have a completely new voice. Hello, <laughs> hello there. You just sound like Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm getting that done, and then I'm and then I'm like then back on the road doing some good stuff, and then I'm I think I'm going back out with Jelly Roll again, August to November. And he's I, great. I just got into him. He's the best. Jelly is. This is that. I mean, this is like even this album. Reminds me I a look lot like of, Jelly um, Roll on Ozempic. Anyone yeah. who doesn't know me, like if Jelly Roll got his shit together and didn't have money, that, that would be what I look like. You, should, you say that on stage, dude. That's hilarious. 
No, but he, but this is, you know, it's the same kind of shit like that with this record reminds me of Jelly Roll, which, which is Jelly and Jelly told me this is that he was like just hitting the fucking stages and doing everything he could and building this fan base, but nobody believed in him. And so he finally like said to like, he finally like sat down with an agent at CAA and he goes, listen, man, he goes, I've got everything. He's like, I just need somebody to help me. Just, I just need you guys to back me. And if you can back me, I will blow up. And and he was right. And the second CAA yeah, was like, great. okay. And now he's one of the biggest touring acts. I mean, that, that concert tour we went on was one of the biggest tours of, of the summer. I mean, I think it was like Taylor Swift, most profitable. Cause he was like, I well, mean, he, he probably makes a lot. I mean, he, I mean, obviously he doesn't make as money, much money as Taylor Swift, but it's probably much more profit than Taylor Swift. Oh, I like, imagine. Well, it's not as big a show. Yeah. That's we insane. only had 61 people. I think Taylor Swift had like, you know, three or 400 yeah. She had probably like 15 tour buses. Like we only had five. Um, what a nightmare to be that famous though, right? It's got to be. Do you want to be that famous? Not no. Taylor Swift. Do you want to be even Jelly Roll famous? I mean, he's pretty fucking famous. I just, I just want to like work. I want my audience. I love, like I get recognized now and I think that's the coolest. Um, but I don't yeah. want to like, I don't want to have like, oh man, we got to like slip you in a separate way. You know, to get yeah. into a thing, or we, like it takes away your anonymity. Yeah, I, I want both. I want my fans. I to was know. so excited. I said that right. By the way, great job. You couldn't hear it. No, it was great. But like, like Big J, I always like Big J goes to like a corn concert, and like, and and everybody recognizes him, and it's like that's yeah. cool. Like I would like in the right settings. Yeah. I don't want it to be everywhere that I go. My what favorite about? thing to recognize Jay, Jay from me is like, I guess he's friends with one of those pedophile hunter guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, <laughs> he's in the background. With his, it's a guy getting exposed. And then you just see Jay in the back. Like, like he's in world will start hit up. Yeah. Like, like, Oh shit, you're fucked. You know? No, he, it's that's Jay. But the thing is like, you know, he, he has his fans and they support him. I don't, you know, I just, I just want to work. I just want to work right. and make money and, and not have to worry about money. Yeah. That's all I care about. I think that's would be my second thing. My first would be uh uh getting a windfall of money without any effort. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Montesanto can poison me or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I get hit by a bus and survive. I get I, hit by Jelly Roll's bus and survive. I, I you know, look, it, it's it's possible. It's just possible. put yourself in situations. It's so funny. Like the stuff that like you like, yeah, it's like now it's like, uh, I look at that guy and uh, the jump to conclusions, Matt guy from office space. Yeah. I'm like, that guy's got it figured out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk body. Let's, let's dive into some body stuff. You said some really good things about it. I'm trying to see if I can find it in my notes, um, about this record. So it's released March 1989 with the cover of John Hyatt's Thing Called Love is the first single. It didn't yeah, get much attention. She, uh, about that song, like, yeah. she like was like MTV was blowing up at the time and she was like watching MTV and being like, I'm not going to make it on here. But then she was like watching VH1. She's like, I could make it through this. And so what she did, she called up Dennis Quaid and had him be like the himbo in the music video. And like, if you see like Dennis Quaid in this music video, he's like, He's like grade A fuck meat. He's like wearing a, he has like a dye blonde streak in there. He's wearing like, he's like, like shirt, he's like sleeveless shirt, like just like, must, this is like when he was just giving it to Meg Ryan good. You gotta, you, you gotta like, you gotta look at this. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, 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 uh, you know, the whole song is basically just her being like, hey, fuck me. She's like, I'm not the queen of Sheba. You don't need, 
you don't need uh, kid gloves. I don't have porcupine quills. Fuck me. You know, it's so funny because like, that's how you know it's a woman of a certain age. Like early 20s, it's like, will they fuck me? And 40, a woman of their 40s like, no, fuck me. <laughs> he just, oh my God, he looks Are you, are you seeing yeah, this? this is when he's, yeah, this is when he's, uh, when he's uh, great balls of fire, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, so when young. he was promoting to Jerry Lewis. Yeah, uh, oh, he was, dude, he, I mean, really just good looking dude. Oh my God. Great song. Just so. fuck me up the butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got good sweet juicy coochie. <laughs> Are you ready for this forty-year-old sniz? And she was dating at the time. She was dating. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> That's true. She was dating the guy from Caddyshack. Who uh, I forget what his name is now. Not Rodney. Not not Chevy Ted Chase Knight or Chevy Chase. No, the guy who was like the lead guy. Oh, uh, what's his name? Oh God! I want to say O'Rourke or Timothy. You know, uh, uh, so, so, somebody from Cat, Michael O'Keefe, maybe that was it. Hold on, let's find out. I mean, you know, it's it's there. She was like, I think, married to him for a little bit. Oh, you ready? Could have gone up, buddy. Yeah, but all of her songs sound like it's the beginning of a Grace Under Fire episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's all like whatever happened to Brett Michael O'Keefe? Michael O'Keefe. Michael I, O'Keefe. I think I got like a version of that name right. No, you like, said Michael yeah, O'Keefe. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, Danny Noonan and Caddyshack. Uh, ben Meacham and the Great Santini. They didn't last, though. and received a nomination for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in Great Santini, right? Uh, for the for which, yeah, the Great Santini. I didn't even heard of that movie. Um, that was the one where like Duvall throws a basketball at his head, I think, and that's what got him the Oscar, at least the nomination. Well, it got him the nomination. You gotta, you know, he was. It was that time where he needed to be mentally handicapped to I, win. Dude, I think, um, I think Bonnie Raitt's hot, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I do. I'm looking at these pictures of her. Like, she's sexy. Let's yeah. See, let's see. Let's see Bonnie Raitt. She's also like fun. Like in the, because um, I was like reading her uh, Rolling Stone interview. Yeah. And she was like miming, like blowing Michael O'Keefe during the interview and stuff like that. Like, she's like a good time. Yeah. Well, she's uh, where is she from? Where she's? Um, I got those notes in front of me. I don't even know why I'm asking that. Oh, you ready for? It, it does. Sound, it sounds like Applebee's on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of these, a lot of these songs just sound like like. Uh, no, I'm looking for a man that's gonna make me come. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking for no boy. I want a man. Dude, she was born in Burbank. Born in Burbank, California, a Quaker. in 1949. She was a Quaker. Yeah, she's uh, a daughter of Broadway musician John Raid. Been recording. That's another thing. My dad was a theater guy, so I like. I definitely. Uh, I, I. My dad, you know, was. I grew up in the theater, so I related to that. He. He was. Uh, he was like kind of had this weird career where he was religious, but he was still like on the road doing all this musical theater stuff. So she was back with her mom. Um, yeah. So Bonnie Raitt had kind of like a. You know, kind of like a Renaissance uh, woman upbringing in a weird way, but also isolated. Yeah, I mean, sixteen uh, albums since nineteen seventy one won ten Grammy awards. Has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, David Crosby says that that was well. Now he's dead, but that was his favorite singer, Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, I believe it, dude. Um, so, and she basically playing guitar was her saving grace as a teenager. Um, because like you said, the, the, the Quaker, the theater dad, what, what was your saving grace as a teenager? Was it, was it being in theater or was it? Uh, yeah, I would say that that was a little bit of, I mean, I did sports, but I was terrible at it. So like 
I uh, I definitely I was able to like get the leads of the plays and shit like that, and that's that kind of like got me out of my shell, and I, I think also drugs and alcohol a little bit, like because I was able to like open up. Um, but those were the two things I think more than anything else because I was I was picked on quite a bit in in grammar school and middle school. Why? Because I was fat. Uh, I still am overweight, but I was you know I was kind of smelly and I was a sensitive kid that didn't like sports and. Uh, I wasn't particularly, I wasn't dumb, but I wasn't like brilliant either. So I was just, you know, I was just not what kids wanted then. Do you ever, did you ever get like a fuck you moment to them? Like through some of your success? Cause I mean, you've had a lot. No, dude. not really. I mean, like I, I remember I had, I had two guys, wait, they were like friends of mine too, but they also picked on me and they showed up, they showed up to a show and I didn't do particularly that well on the show. So I never really got that. Yeah. You know, oh, that moment. Yeah. but I, I just think that that's life in general. It's like that wire quote where it's like, you know, life is life is the moments you spent waiting for the things that never come, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I don't, I didn't really have like a huge, like, fuck you. And I also feel like if I, if I had one in the back of my head right now, like that, that would probably mean that I was kind of a shitty guy in some ways. Like, cause I've, I've fucked up enough in my own life to like, not like, to, I'm not like, like, like one guy really made my life a living hell when I was in middle school, but I'm like, I'm not, I don't hold it. I don't like hold it against him now. You know, like it, it's like he was, he was probably a scared, miserable kid too, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's tough to like, I think maybe, maybe 10 years ago, like, but um, yeah, I mean like life is hard and imperfect and like, you know, like, everyone is kind of like abused and then takes that abuse out on other people. So. Yeah. Um, uh, no, you're right. You know, but like, I, you know, I think the same thing we were talking about, you know, missing Bonnie had those kind of moments. She started getting praise. We mentioned, uh, you know, BB King called her the best damn slide guitar player working today. Who's, uh, yeah. who's given you praise, uh, from uh, the legend in, in your field. That's kind of, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate in that. Like I've worked with so many really talented people just, you know, like I look at almost all the shows I've written on, you know, Nikki Glazer, Jermaine Fowler, Michelle Wolf. I'm working with Dan Soder now. There's all these like, like really talented standups who like kind of gave me a shot, you know, um, I, I, I wasn't really an opener for anybody, you know, like I've, I've opened for random people here and there. I, I opened for Dan now and I've opened for Michelle, but like that wasn't my thing when I started out, like I wasn't like brought on the road with somebody. Like yeah. I, I did like a couple opening dates, I think for like, uh, like maybe, you know, just like one weekend with Marin, but like I, that, that really wasn't my, thing um so yeah i mean i was just fortunate and i was i've just kind of been able to work from like gig to gig you know like but i don't i don't really have i mean i've had enough funny people say that i'm funny but i i, I don't i don't think i i've never really you know i'm still a work in progress man so i'm i mean look man i'm hoping somebody just yeah. like you know it would be nice if jelly roll just uh discovers my he's got that's uh, me dude all right i gotta that's find some, bonnie I'm, I'm fucking doing this whole episode for you <laughs> bonnie help me out dude this is it, it almost is no, i don't really have you know it's funny and and the more that we talk but about dan soder now is probably the best the guy he's your bonnie the most, yeah yeah but here's the thing this is this record and you doing it because we're get we because we, we wanted to get you on anyway, but you know we we want to promote the special, which I'm gonna I'm gonna promote it when it comes out in March as well, so you could do this. But this was the record. This is the record. You're gonna come back for a different record. This is yeah. the record of what you're dealing with right now. Because one of the because one is, of the questions because one of the questions 
that I've got that my producer writes in 83 rate finishes working on her follow-up tongue and groove. Cause she did all these different records, uh, mastering, completing this record. Uh, she's dropped from its rot from her roster. Uh, no commercial success. The album shelved and not released. Rate was left without a record contract. Radio stations stopped playing her music after having established steady presence on the airwaves. And this time rate, struggling with alcohol and drug abuse problems. And the question that my producer asked, want me to ask you is have you yourself ever <laughs> had to deal with alcohol or addiction? That's issues? like such an evergreen question for every comedian that's on here. Sure, yes, yeah, for uh, sure. But it's <laughs> right now it's on the fucking. Yeah, nose. absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, that's, you know, when I was listening to this album, I was like kind of reading behind the, uh, like what, what went behind this album? I was like, Holy shit. This is like, your life. Kind of where I'm at. Right yeah. Now. Well, isn't that, but isn't that, is that you like, know? Th- like, but look at, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe this, this special you're about to do is your fucking nick of time. I hope so. Yeah. It's, it is coming in the nick of time. Yeah, for know? sure. Um, which was the next question. What's yeah. happened in the nick of time? Really so. No, no. Yeah. You, this but, or the show that I'm working on with Dan, like something, something needs to hit. What? And, and if but, not, you know, uh, I, I have a car and I'll make sure it's Uber ready. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> pass the fucking background yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass the background you, check. You've been you've been dealing with drugs and alcohol problems since you were. You said you were in high school. Was yeah, it, for was, sure. I mean, I I did. Um, I mean, I would just never. I was never able to be particularly good at it. You know, like I would, I would uh, just drink to excess and then, um, you know, lose control and you know, embarrass myself, embarrass the other people around me, and then it kind of. Get, got more inward, especially the last couple of years, because, you know, I wasn't able to drink really in public as much, although I have been drunk on stage, you know, like the last time we did something together, I was, you I did. was, I was drunk during that. I never would have thought um, you were drunk though. That's... But like, like, well, you know, what's funny, right? Right before I did it, I was like, cause like I had, uh, I had like nine or 10 drinks that day and I was like, yeah, nine or 10 drinks. I'm fine. And then, uh, and then immediately afterwards, somebody texted me and was like, are you all right? And I was like, oh, I can't get away with this. Like, yeah. I think that I can get away with this, but I can't get away with this, but it was much more isolated. Like I would, cause everyone kind of knew, cause I have like so many good friends that are sober and so many good friends that are comedians and know that I've struggled with it. So I can't get away with drinking and doing drugs with them. So a lot of the times I would just isolate and go on these like benders by myself and, yeah. and then then come back, you know, um, and, and now like seeing like, we're, you know, cause like you were a Coke guy. I was like Coke guy, like the, with fentanyl the way it is now. Now, if we you, like you go die, out, you die, you could die. We you die. die. We're not, we cannot hang with these kids now. I was just rehab with them. Like there, there's like, like there's, there's the super shredder of drunkies right now, of junkies right now. There's like the, what these kids can handle right now would, would like, like, like fucking, maybe we can drink more than them, but as far as drug intake, they oh, can no. like, they're, they're they can drug us n- under the table. Nine Xanax at yeah. a clip. Uh, and I was, you know, I had a problem with Xanax too, but like, like as far as fentanyl and just all this medical grade painkiller shit that all these kids are on. Like it's, it's, it's nothing me. like we've, yeah, it's like nothing me, we've ever seen. Now. It's, it's dude, it's crazy. Like how. You know, you, I feel like you're like me, you had something big coming up and you would, you would go somewhere and you'd get whatever you needed to get you confident and believing in yourself and killing the pain. Yeah. Uh, Because ultimately that's what it is. There's some pain inside of both of us that that needs to be. I think that what's, what screwed me up this time is that I was just smoking weed constantly, like uh, on like, and I thought that like, I was like doing it. Oh, I'm just like, but I was like smoking five joints a day and vaping all day. And then I would have a hundred milligram edible to get to bed. And I was like, 
I was like, well, this isn't like fun. I'm not like doing, I'm not just like having a joint, you know? And, yeah. but, but because it's weed, you have this weird thing where you're like, well, I'm not actually doing anything bad because it's weed and that's pussy shit. But like the weed that we're smoking now is like way different than the weed that they were smoking in this, or even like early two thousands. Like when we were, when it's I was in high different. school smoking, yeah. weed. it's like a hundred percent different. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just kind of, I've, I've always wanted to numb myself and not, and not be at the moment. And this is a hard, you know, it's a hard business. Cause it's like, you know, like you say, you have, you have success and then all of a sudden it goes away or you have something that looks like things are about to pop and then they don't, and there's no real reason for it. Um, so, you know, of course you like kind of self-medicate and, uh, you know, like that's, uh, that's always kind of been my story. But the thing that really got me this year is my mom, died in february and she had wet brain uh, essentially uh, that's not how she died we're actually in the middle of a uh, i can't really talk about it but, i get it um but uh we're in the middle of, of dealing with her death right now but um I, I there was enough with my mom's death and then with w- what my mom was suffering from later on and then how my grandfather died which was alcoholism where it was like, I was like going out every two or three months. And I was like, I need to go away for a month to figure out why the fuck I'm going out every month. And, and just make sure this doesn't happen again. Cause I'm going to be in 40 in May. You know, I'm 39 right now. And like, this is, this shit's not cute anymore. Uh, dude. I, you know? I always say when I talk to somebody that's of a certain age, and I don't, I don't even think like, cause I don't think I'm 44 and I don't feel like I'm old. I feel like, yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm in my twenties still. Now it could be all the fucking shit I got in my body. But right. at the same time, I still have always had this, this like mindset of being a feeling young. But what I always say to people is like, how old are you? And they, they then they've been using it for a while. They're like, Oh, I'm 35. I'm like, you've been drinking since you were like 18 partying 14. It's like, this you basically about 20 years, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. you did it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's not It's not cute anymore. It's not your 25. Like, like, dude, every time you see a drunk guy in their 40s, it's just like so sad. Oh, God. And then that then yeah. that turns into a drunk guy in their 50s. Yeah. The drunk guy in their 60s. We, we can go down. We can go to Third Avenue where there's right. a few, there's five or six bars and or go to Lower East Side. And they're yeah. there. They're there. They're just that, like flush in the face. That's just... what, let me tell you something. That's what got me sober. That what got me sober. Cause I don't know if I've said this to you. I've said it on this podcast, but I'll say it again was I, I had relapsed over and over. I'm at the comedy store. I had just gotten sober off of painkillers for two days. Sam Tripoli sees me and he yeah. goes, he goes, you relapse. And I go, cause you could tell it's like I'm sunken in there's yeah, black yeah. lines. And I go, I go He's yeah, like the guy who's friends with a bunch of my friends that I've never like, we've only met like once. Yeah. Ever. But nice dude, guy. he, this, we basically yeah. says, back, I go, dude, like, yeah, I relapse. And he goes, when are you going to stop? And I go, probably when I die. And he goes, or 
you're going to be that 50 year old comic that's still hanging out at the comedy store that almost had a TV show. Yeah. And then you look over and they're there. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the sad part with the potential that's inside of you that you have. If you just can just figure it out and just keep doing what you're doing and working and writing and, yeah. and, and stand up. Well, and I'm trying special. not to connect it to that just because it's like, you know, like I, I, I've just been one of these guys. I've been fortunate enough to work, but nothing big has really happened. You know, I've just been fortunate enough to keep working. Um, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to link it to that. Just no, because, but you like, know if, what I mean. If something doesn't happen, then I don't want to like start like be out of my ass. Again, You're never you going to be out of your ass. You're always going to work. Yeah. That's the thing is, if you, no, if I mean, you stop just fucking about, up, like, using and stuff. Sure. Like that, well, no, but know? I'm just saying, if you get clean and you just apply yourself, you'll yeah. be. You know, it's like you have to, you have to get rid of the idea of what the level of success is. Yeah. You know, I don't like, and I'm going to bring it back to Bonnie too, because we got to talk about this because there's some guy in his basement right now that's mad that. They're like, I don't care about Dan's drinking. I know. Exactly. I want to know about nicotine. <laughs> um, she had no idea that this record was going to be the record that changed her life. She cleaned her. I mean, I'm just. Yeah. Am I wrong or am I wrong? No, she had. She had no idea. She had no idea. And and what I think she won album of the year. She won what well, the 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 record became bigger after she won all this shit. And then her next her next record that's like something let's give him something to talk about and all like the her biggest hits were on her next record. But it was after she won the Grammys that people were like, "Oh, let me check this out." Yeah. So and, uh, yeah. So here it is. Uh, because it, I can't make you love me is the next album. Like so, a lot of the big ones are are the next album. Here it goes. So it didn't get much attention, and neither did Have a Heart or the thing called Love. Uh, the turnaround came on February 21st, 1990, when Rate won four Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year, which also, I don't know, this is the year of Millie Vanilli. And and what is so crazy is yeah. so many people have no idea about Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli was one, you remember Millie Vanilli? I remember yeah, Millie but Vanilli, you, yeah. you're, but you're, Millie Vanilli is a punchline of mine. Like one of the finding one of the bodies in the dumpster. Oh God! <laughs> but, but I ended up switching it out for something else. But that was like so. If you don't know, if you I mean, most of the people that listen to my podcast are of a, of an age that I think you would know who Millie Vanilli is. But young kids have no idea. So Millie Vanilli wins Best New Artist, but had to return it because they didn't sing their songs, even though that record fucking rules. They should have given those Grammys to the guys that wrote the album because or sang it because it was so good. Well, that's interesting about this is that like only two of these songs are hers. All the, the rest of the, it's, the, it's like eight out of 10 of the uh, songs are covers, Yeah, which I guess she's known as like, um, she was like, I'm a, what does she describe herself as? I have it here. Somebody who's a big Bonnie Raid fan. Uh, she said, uh, she said that, uh, uh, but, but I'm a, I'm just an interpreter of good music. That's how she described herself. And a lot of the people that she picked that she was doing covers for, on this album were not big like like they're all they're also people that were like struggling and were just kind of in it you know so she gave life to a lot of these people yeah bonnie um, hayes wrote have a heart and yeah. and love letter yeah like jo the people who are on the songs themselves who accompany her are much more famous than her or the people who wrote the song i mean dude but like dude nick of time is a great song great man. song great song thing feels called like the beginning of like a michael keaton movie yes or oh my like god yeah <laughs> Nah, you I already, love it. You nailed it when you said Grace Under Fire. That that too. Yeah, you nailed it, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I was like even coming here, you know, like listening, like like uh, listening to it on like the the seven train, then the W train, and then and then like thinking to myself, like, yeah, you know what? 
like maybe things can turn around. Hey. And th- that would be funny if that like right after this, I get outside and the air condition falls on my fucking head. But um, yeah, it, def- it definitely has that like hope. This whole album has that hope. like, like the hope that something, something, something better is coming along. Yeah, so she, so all she starts, she wins, which is crazy. And that's just how funny the Grammys are. Like the Grammys, they don't give a fuck if you've won, if you sold three copies of the album. Yeah. If they think it's if they think you deserve it, they give it to you. Yeah. And and I know people were probably like Bonnie. Ra-. I think I was like Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Like, really? Who? Let's see. Um. Let's see who was nominated. I want. She I'll- seemed like she was like her your favorite musician's favorite musician. In yes. a lot of ways, you know. Three Grammy awards. Here we go. So this is the thirty second Grammy Awards, February twenty first, nineteen ninety. Uh, record of the year was uh, was uh, Wind Beneath My Wings by Bette Midler and Arif Martin. Album of the year was Don Was and Bonnie Raitt, Nick of Time. Also nominated. Also nominated. And Don Was apparently was in a very similar position where he was kind of looking for his big hit. So, you know, some somehow, like, you know, this happened where they, you know, they converged on each other. And- so nominated also this is god what a year of like pussy rock fucking bonnie <laughs> Raitt, end of innocence don henley i love that album uh, though. yeah <laughs> Dude, we did that I'm on fucking, here I, we I did that on here is it, what's your least no, take it to the scene take it to the what's your least favorite uh album that you've had to cover on, on here this. yeah i gotta look at the lineup um but it, it must be it must be tough sometimes so 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 you know, I, I mean it. I I fall in love with every record. I really do. There's not one that like you listen to and you're like, oh, I still can't. I still can't get it. I'd, I'd have to look at the lineup. Yeah. Um, here, let me see if I can pull it up while I do that. Because I'll I'll tell you this. My favorite story about this podcast is I we were doing. And I don't even you know this. Uh, it's uh, PIL Public Image Ltd. It's uh, Johnny Rotten from. Yeah. Uh, the Sex Pistols, his second band, it's the album was called Metal Box by PIL. And it is 12 songs or 10 songs of just trash. And I mean, it isn't, there's no melodies, there's no chorus, it's edited weird, it is a mess. And I remember listening to it, and I would listen to the records like five or six times. I'm, I'm going to record the episode with uh, with uh, with Kyle Kinane. And the best way to describe yeah. how bad this record is, is Kyle Kinane said, this came in at number 285. He goes, what was number 284? Spooky Sounds of Halloween. <laughs> like, it's that bad. And and he go, but I, but I remember, I'm like, I'm not, I hate the record. I hate it, I hate it. And then one night I put it on and I, and I listen to it and I start humming this song afterwards so called Pop like, Tunes. And then the next morning I wake up, I put it back on and I go, I go, this is one of the greatest records ever made. This is this is uh, this is this is the punk rock bitches brew. It really is. I'm looking at it right now. I don't, I, dude. I just everything is like, dude. I, it's all good shit. Devo, I loved, and and you know, like Bruce Springsteen and Peter Wolf, Sleepless. Like, there's stuff that it's all, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, truth be told, probably Don Henley, End of Innocence. I was kind of like, probably this is pretty. I just, just saw them gay. this year. I went to the the Eagles concert. So did I. At Madison Square Garden? Oh, I went to the one, I think, in Nassau. Okay. But, um, man, I don't know if you had this experience where you're there, but you were, I was so nervous for the other drunk people there because they were like, I wasn't drinking at that one. I was just really high. Yeah. And there was all these people in their 60s, like, 
drinking box wine and like like hanging over the handicap seat. I'm like, somebody's gonna fucking yeah, die. Yeah. And it's like it's not like like when we're in our twenties they're gonna fall and get back up. Like somebody's gonna fall and not get back up. Here. I was I, I hate this to say is this. truly is the end of innocence. This is the end of innocence. <laughs> I, I was second row. Second row dead yeah. center. Uh I like for like three hundred fifty bucks I got this incredible ticket. Oh, wow. I, I wanted to see Steely Dan so bad. Yeah. Steely Dan, brilliant musicians, so boring. Um, yeah. Eagles was just hit after hit after hit. You know it. It was yeah, just, yeah, but yeah. Dude, they're like there's you could tell they don't like each other. It feels weird. It feel like, they feel like it does feel like solo guys coming together for a band more than anything else. They're making their money. Yeah. They don't give a shit about anything else. Um it, it it was it was a it was a good concert. Wasn't like you know my favorite. Yeah. Um. But and this is the thing, man. Is that I fucking respect the shit out of Eagles. I think they're I think they're an incredible band. I think they're like, you know, they're this is their last tour, right? Probably it should be. Yeah. I mean, they they made their money. Who else did yeah. it? Let's see anybody else that was nominated. I honestly, dude, and I mean, I'm I'm trying to think right now of who I've disliked from doing this or who I was just not looking forward to. And realistically, there's nothing. There really isn't. I, I There's nothing that I hated. There's stuff that I've, like I said, there's stuff that I've been like, like, ah, man, I'm not going to like LaBelle Nightbirds and I fucking love it. Um, mm. It's all great shit. The Kinks, I keep falling in love with more and more. Leonard Cohen. Yeah, Leonard Cohen's a Mothers of Invention. Uh, Bob Dylan is is a guy that, the reason I don't like Bob Dylan from this podcast is because we're listening to his career arc from the back forward. It's never, we're not starting with his yeah. great records and then going forward. We're going, we're going the, all, we're doing like. You haven't man, gotten to Time Out of Mind yet. At all. Yeah. No, no, we've done we've Time, done out, time of out of Mind. Okay, we've done Time great. Out of Mind. But we, uh, but that's. Called, blood on the track. But, probably that's what I'm, yeah, yeah, that start there. I that's how Dylan works. Dylan works. Listen to, uh, what is it? Blonde on Blonde. Yeah. Uh, Highway 61 Revisited. Listen to all that shit. And then you go to Time Out of Mind or Love and Theft or whatever. John. Well, he's a weird thing too, where like later on. He can't really, because he's he's like such a great songwriter, but he's not a great musician. Like, so he can't. He's not like singing. Like, you're never gonna like be like like want to hear Bob Dylan's take on something because the song like, he just can't sing it. You know, it's not like that's not his forte. You but know? that's but that has been a hard thing for this podcast is for me to because I don't I still haven't clicked. Bob Dylan hasn't clicked for me. Yeah. I did like I did like the Bob Dylan. I, I love it, Time in a Mind. I don't know how that didn't. Click but that me. but that was the that was the first record, and I wouldn't have started with that. Yeah. First to listen to Bob Dylan, it just was long. Every song was six seven minutes long, and yeah. about devil and Jesus, and you know That's what I mean. Is, it, is he still boarding a Christian now? Oh, I don't know. But you know who I you know who I did Time Out of Mind with? Uh, Tom Hanks's wife, Rita. Rita. Uh, oh, you did it with such a random yeah. poll. And I remember I asked her a question about like dating. Like, who was your first love? She's like, oh, my God. How can you ask me that? I'm like, okay, just we'll stick to the business. <laughs> like, don't, don't worry about. I was like, obviously, you haven't. You haven't you're not a comedian because that's like a that's like that's an easy question. Easy. Now, I, I look, I, I'm, look drive. I'm looking forward to like we've got some stuff coming up that I'm really looking forward to, you know, New York dolls i never dived into um my bloody valentine i'm excited about um and we're starting to get into the thick of like really good shit dude i'm talking like michael jackson bad and santana and pearl jam 10 uh pink floyd wish you were here pavement like it's it's gonna really get good and we're starting to get into where every record is like 
a hit. Joy Division, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Yeah, it's I, mean, I, get... I imagine the top hundred. It's just banger after banger, banger after banger. banger. But it's like we, we got to get. And, and I, you know, it's funny. I'll be on the road and people will come up to Your me. Your dog is beautiful, by the way. Ah, she's, she's like a portrait dog. Like a dog. Oh, God damn it. No. Don't go. <laughs> here, let's let's do some facts and then let's get you out of here. We're about we're about at the hour point. Okay. Um, I just want to I want to finish this to describe everything that Bonnie got from this um, so album of the year. Uh, overnight, uh, because after winning that, her got, her songs got added to playlists, giving her radio support for the first time in a decade. It's been installed in the Library of Congress. Not yet. Not only did the album revive her career, but it also was her first number one hit on the album's chart. It earned three Grammy Awards, Best Female Rock Vocal Performance and Album of the Year. Uh, title track, a top 10 adult contemporary hit, won Best Female Pop Vocal. Sells five million copies in America, more than all of her previous albums, nine of them combined. Overnight spotlight and like you said, national recording registry for culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Um, and then the next record is is what her big one. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's where something you know that I'll make you love me and let's give them something to talk about. It's that's uh, that's the big one. After yeah, this. which is so funny because I thought that's that the one where all you guys like everyone like you know the key art from that is what you think about with Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I really thought. I thought that's what this was going to be. This is like, this was her intro to that in a lot of ways. Like, but something like that was her big number ones were from that album. This was like most like after it got the, uh, after it got the recognition from the Grammys and from all these music critics, it's, it's kind of what gave her, you know, like new life, you know? Yeah. Um, her song, I can't make you love me, uh, was ranked number 372nd on uh, Rolling Stone Magazine's 2021 list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, just ahead of Drake's Hotline Bling and behind Elton John's Benny and the Jets. Um, yeah, she I'd had, agree with that, placing. Sure. I mean, we got to look at the whole list and for context. There's some shit. Well, that, it also seems like those lists, like, they have to redo the lists every 15 years. Dude, there's, you know what? Here's the thing. Yes, we did. Uh, so the Kinks I've done. I just did the Kink Chronicles yeah. on here, and one of their songs. Oh fuck! What is it? It's uh, it's like in the top. It's like in the top ten, and it's like, oh my god, what is it? Like water, watermelon, water. Fuck! God damn it! It just shouldn't be. It yeah. should not be. Even the guy that I was talking about. Hi, like I go away, baby. It, it, it shouldn't be. These lists are weird. Uh, even this list is like that I'm going off of. It's just, it's all bullshit, dude. I remember, you know, like, cause I saw Bonnie Raitt when I was like 16. I was an intern at late night. What? With Conan O'Brien. I went downstairs. That. Well, I was downstairs like, and I was just like checking her out as far as like, and it did feel like, it felt like you were in a session rather than you were like, you felt like you were in the room with a real musician rather than, Hey, this is just a performance. Like, like this is just somebody I'm just trying to get like, like, I, I guess like who would be the, uh, like a Haley Steinfeld. Like I'm doing my pop song right now. Like yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah. this beats out. Like you could tell there was like real musicianship and she understood music when she was there. There's no flash with her. No, there's it's no just, flash. It at literally all. is just like that. She no. stands there. She does the song. She plays the shit out of it. Yeah. And she looks like, like you said, she, she almost looks like she, like the fact that she's the star, you're kind of like, really? Like, she seems like she, it's like your, it's like your guitar teacher became famous. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Dude. And, and you know what? I, I, I think that's why she's so respected. And that's why she's no great yeah. because she's, it's about the music. It's about the playing 
and it's about the it's the love of the game and it's not about the showmanship like the idea i bet there's like lights and stuff but i bet they have like they have like no real like smoke effects maybe no just, she's, maybe just she's like, not like maybe like a roadie vaping just like, yeah, <laughs> like just blow, yeah. blow towards the stage she's not, yeah she's not she's not uh coming out like d snyder or something like no. that you know? so this is the last of two times We'll be talking about Bonnie on the 500. Way back in 2018 at 495, Fortune Feimster did 1972's Give It Up. On the 2020 re-rank, because that just came out, Nick of Time dropped all the way down to 492, and Give It Up didn't even make the cut. So there you go. Uh, All right, favorite song on the record? Uh, I like Have a Heart a lot. I also like Nick of Time. I like the namesake. Yeah. And Nick of Time is one of the two that she actually, like, she wrote the song. Yeah. Songs for. All right. Least favorite song on the record? Um, I don't know, man. That's I, a I don't really have like a, I don't have like a least favorite on here, you know? Like, I, I, I guess uh, I, maybe I ain't going to let you break my heart. My heart, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's just that. It's, 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 they're, all, they're all good. There's not like. You know the roads. Actually, you know what the roads my middle name. That's another one she wrote. I guess she did. She did this with the fabulous Thunderbirds. Like I, I didn't love that compared to the other ones. But yeah, two like have a heart. Uh, nobody's girl. Cry on my shoulder. Love letter. Think called love. Nick of time. Loved all those songs. She still looks. I'm looking at pictures of her now. She's still hot, dude. She's still yeah, hot. That she's got that like Ashley McBride streak. Ah. Oh. Could you fuck to this record? Yes, for sure. Mostly, I was thinking about my wife fucking other guys. To this <laughs> like real man. That sounds like the, uh, the 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 song you fuck to after your divorce. Like the first guy that you meet afterwards. <laughs> Which says it, it's a real it's a it's a real women of a certain age start shaking their hips song. <laughs> real man sounds like the song my wife writes when she meets the guy she leaves before. Oh God. I think you can fuck to this. You can, you yeah. can definitely. It's right at the beginning. Like I can't. You can definitely fuck to this. I'm more of. I'm more of a cuck in these situations. I'm in, I'm in the corner. We'll get I love that blinds. for you. I love that for Thanks. you. Thanks. Um, right, what's your elevator pitch to get somebody to listen to this record? I would say that it is. This is great background getting through the city music. Uh, this is know, not a bad record to listen no, it, to on the road. This no, is a good... it's, it's, it, this is like, like, like I, I had mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but coming here, starting out your day, like a lot of those like Carly Simon in the late 80s, those types of like yeah. starting out your day music, even like like some Yacht Rock, like I have that like Bruce, Bruce Hornsby or Steve Winwood. It's like it's like coming alive again type of music. It's it's not aggressive. It, it it sets a mood and you can appreciate like, you know, there look, I does this deserve to be album of the year in nineteen ninety? Who knows? You know what I mean? Compared to right. fucking you're talking Tom Petty, you're talking the traveling Woolberries. I don't know. But 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 obviously the, the was they, were they up there? Yeah, I, I was like, I was, I just had it up and here. That, they, they probably got something, you know, like because you don't know how politically it works. Like, did they win something a couple years earlier and that was her time? This is no, but this, this is a very oh, wait, hold on, album of the year 90s. I didn't want, I just had it up. God damn it. It's also hold like on. none of that stuff. It's, it's just like, are you like, if you're one of the best during that time, 
You know, like we, we look back at like the like 1994 Forrest Gump won Best Picture. I'm sure there were better movies that year. I think that was like the year Pulp Fiction was in it. You know, like 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 you know, hindsight's always 2020. Oh, I oh, dude, but I mean, look, Forrest Gump. Yes, I understand that, but Pulp Fiction should have won that year. Like, of course, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Pulp Fiction, like, Shawshank you Redemption. Like, you, you're we're looking at it with 2024 glasses now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, so Nick of Time, Bonnie Raitt, End of Innocence, Don Henley, Full Moon Fever, Tom Petty. Traveling Woolberries Volume One. Uh, I would say probably Full Moon Fever. Wait, I'm not done. I'm about to drop the last yeah. one. You ready for the last one? Yes. The Raw and the Cooked by Fine Young Cannibals. I I don't really know Fine Young Cannibals. She drives me crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Ooh, ooh. But I would say after that, I think Full Moon Fever is probably the best album there, right? Yeah, I think Tom Pam. That I mean, dude, think about you know Traveling Woolberries is just Traveling Woolberries because you. Have, I love Traveling Woolberries, but it's Full Moon Fever. I think is better. But this is this is all you know. It's so funny. Jeff Lynne and Tom Petty are both a part of two of the records in the top in that in those top because they both yeah. were they both wrote the traveling woolberries too i mean dude this is free falling i won't back down love is a long road running down a dream i mean yeah, that, feel a whole lot all better the greatest hits you're so bad um i would say this i would say this for to get somebody to listen to this i would say you're you're like we said earlier man you're you're getting you're getting a person putting everything the last bit of what they have into their art form and just you know they're doing it for the love of the game and and the, it, shockingly it turned out to be the thing that changed her life it forever came at the nick of time perfect promote please promote away you have the special <laughs> whatever you have everything cuz we're going to promote the special again yeah, so well, give me a right uh, special is going to be called dance uh, fatty dance that's going to be coming out in march so check it out when it's out uh it'll be on youtube and uh yeah, I'm working on this show now with Dan Soder. Hopefully that gets a pile of water it and will. a series it's on too, it. It's too good. Uh, but, it's too uh, good. Yeah, and, and then uh, see me alive, man. I bounce around and, you know, uh, hopefully by the time, uh, you know, I come back on here again or you promote this again, there's some more stuff going on. There but will thank be. You, thank you so much for having me, I'm Josh. Glad, I'm really so glad you came. It, buddy. My pleasure. Thank you, yeah. buddy. And I mean this to everybody out there. Support Dan. He's one of the funniest people I know. Uh, support the special. We're going to talk about it when it comes out uh, because I love him so much. But uh, support, support, support. Thank you, brother. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? The one and only Dan St. Germain. Follow him on Instagram at Germain On Twitter at DSGermain. Uh, go to his website, Dan St. Germain, for show dates. Listen to the podcast, The It Couple. But more than anything, get ready for that special to come out in March, guys. Dan St. Germain, brand new special, taped live at the Brooklyn Comedy Club. Support, 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 support. All right? We're going to bring it up again, but I want you guys to be prepped for it. All right. Who do we got for new music? We have singer-songwriter Samantha Fish. And you're listening to the song All Ice No Whiskey off the 2021 record Faster. It's a good song. Uh, find links on the website, the500podcast.com. And if you want your song featured on our website, send us your song to 500podcasts at gmail.com. We'll put the, uh, the album and the artist in that subject line. You'll put it and then we'll play it. Cool? All right. Next week, it's our first Aerosmith week. And we're doing Toys in the Attic at 1975's record. T-I-T-A. Ooh, give me some of that T-I-T-A. Do your homework. Bye. Spare me the sweet talk. Come on, come on.
no whiskey. You should know better. I ain't never been the type to just Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Next Chapter Podcasts.